Welcome back to Tackle Direct Studios and Bash University Live, everybody. Um, I want to give, uh, man, so many great comments on uh, on the IM board. Thanks, guys. We are gonna, we're going to keep talking to you guys as we dive into the next topic. We're going to be talking about GDP's win. I want to invite you guys to check out Epoch Lithium Batteries. Uh, we're so tickled to have them part of Bash University. Industry-leading 11-year warranty. We're talking about forward-facing sonar. I cannot emphasize enough the importance in delivering that voltage to your units so they operate flawlessly like you want them to. And that's why it's so key to be working with lithiums. They deliver the highest voltage right out of the gate and uh, help those units run so well. So I want to invite you guys to check out those batteries. And um, we're going to talk about his win. I, I want to I just, this is a great comment I saw on the IM board. Um, and it's G ring. He said, Joey is paying it forward. He's visited with my son's high school team several times, several times and given some great advice, man. G thanks for uh, sharing that with us and great job, Joey. That's awesome. Uh, and, and paying it forward. And, uh, and that's, that's great. We all, you know, we all take that, uh, pledge through the Ike foundation yeah. to, uh, to take somebody fishing. And, and I think that's super key. I, I try to, I do it every year. And I want to recommend all you guys uh, do that. You got some fishing skills, pass it, pass it forward, pay it forward. I like that better. Um, pay it forward. Keep, keep this uh, great sport going and, and uh, help these guys get to the next level. But speaking of next level crap, this is bad in a thousand. How many people get the bad a thousand in the sport of fishing? It does not happen. The very first Bassmaster kayak tournament you enter, you get a dub. That's insane, man! Congratulations. It was a it was a great uh, four days. Yeah, it's the first time I ever stepped a foot in a kayak. What? Ever? Are you kidding me? No yeah. Way. Yeah. Seriously. Wow. So I, yeah. So like the what first. What you get into kayak fishing then? Well, there's a few things. Um, number one, I, I I like the idea of a national tournament out of a tiny boat, more or less. That's one thing that I love about it. Uh, I really feel like I'm at home fishing out of that kayak. That's how I felt. I felt like I was in my crawdad. Um, but I, you know, there's a, the, the, one of the biggest parts about it for me is I saw it as another opportunity to open up more doors for sponsorship. That's, that's one of the main reasons why I decided to do the kayak thing. Um, you know, I say it all the time. Ike pioneered a lot of stuff. Ike was, you know, one of the first pros that I know of personally to, mm -hmm. to go ahead and do the kayak stuff. So he kind of like paved the way again. Yeah. a little bit so I'm, you know i'm following his footsteps a little bit too um but man, i just had a lot of fun doing it yeah well you know to me i i thought about this because you got to have a reputation for getting into places mm -hmm. and winning like locally around yep. here by doing that yep. and i'm like man this... venting creeks and stuff yep. yeah it, it, yeah i mean a kayak, this, this a, is well suited for you this is in my wheelhouse i mean it's like you know this week i, I really didn't fish that way mm -hmm. but like i can tell you in the future i'm gonna probably run across how i like to fish which is like you just said you know getting shallow getting back in creeks and doing my thing i mean it's gonna happen and there's there's really no better boat than a kayak because you can get so shallow in this thing yeah you know well it, and that's that's definitely true i looked at your rigging on this uh i saw some images yep. with some monster sonar screens yep I mean, she's ready to go offshore too. Don't don't think it's yeah. not ready to go offshore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got it set up so you know whatever I got to do. Now, if I'm in a real shallow derby, I could just pull that stuff right off. 
Okay. You know, I don't have to worry about it. I got yep. it. I got it rigged up on these little tiny like cylinders. I pop them off. The whole thing comes right off. Nice. I got it rigged really good. Okay. And I made a custom box in the back for my tackle. Um, I, I made my own rod hangers. So the rods are, are laying parallel to the boat. They're not sticking up. So if I am in a creek situation, they're all out of the way. Oh, if I'm casting, nice. spinning around, I'm not used to having something behind me. Yeah. So I did not want rods sticking up behind me because I just knew that was going to be a problem. Right. So I made everything to be as slender and low profile as possible. That's interesting because I see that a lot. Like actually, we we were we were doing some filming and uh, man, just just getting to the bank with yep. those vertical yeah. rods. You know, you, you were getting stuff stuck and yep. it was problematic. That's, like like everything else I do, I always yeah. try customizing every single thing I do. But there's yeah. always a thought process behind it. That's yeah. so awesome that you you actually spent like an immense amount of time just getting your kayak ready. I did. All the while, you still had never fished out of a kayak, but you had you had eighty hours into well, getting kayak ready to fish. It's the tiny boat experience. Yeah. You know, I live my whole life doing this. Right, like it's not like, yes, the the kayak's a lot more narrow than I'm used to, but the whole premise of of small boat fishing is what I've always done. Yep. You know, so I I felt like it was second nature to rig this thing. Right, I really did. Right, you know, it was simple. Yeah, and it, it right, it's the tiny boat experience. You've been customizing for small boats forever ever forever yeah. yep forever. yeah I, you know, this is the thing so it, it was all new so i i put the kayak in the water the first day of practice and, and i literally like you know you watch videos online and how to get into a kayak i've watched youtube videos now for the last the, the off season was pretty much for me learning about kayak fishing watching youtube videos that's what i did a lot of i mean hours on end mm-hmm. um you know guys get into a kayak by you know, putting the kayak sideways on the ramp, putting your, your paddle down, positioning yourself. I put that thing in the water, dude. I just jumped right into it. I literally just <laughs> literally backed up and just jumped and got inside of it. So the first thing I noticed, so I'm running Old Town this year. I worked at a deal with them guys. Uh, the whole Johnson Outdoors thing for me has always been really big. Um, dude, stability of that thing is ridiculous. Every picture you guys see on Bassmaster they took of me, I'm standing up. I, I drove that thing on high standing up everything i've done is standing up how do you not fall in it's so it's so stable you literally can stand on the side of that thing they have like a u-shaped hall which gives us stability to be on the sides of it i can stand completely on the side of that kayak and it will not even like lean hard it's amazing how stable it is that's 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 incredible i I think i would find my way in but okay no it's that kayak's rated for 500 pounds yeah yeah i mean it's it can handle some weight is the is your minko to trolling motor is that handheld or foot held it's so it's handheld. It's a it's a tiny Alltrex version is what it is. It yeah. runs on the same exact remote as an Alltrex. Yeah. So everything I drive with that, as far as driving it, is all done through remote. You know. Yep. Mr. Gotcha. Higgs wants to know: Is there a situation where you only need one graph versus two? Um. Yeah. You can. You could. You know. What I have is probably overkill. Like everybody else on the Elite Series Tour, all we, we're running probably one or two extra graphs. I have it that way. It's just what I'm used to. It's a super clean layout. I got the mapping on one forward facing or 360 on the other one. It just works really good for me. So what the way I have is what I'm used to. Uh, But do you need to go that far with the way I have it? No, you don't. You really don't. Well, you got this rigged. Yep. You got you're all geared up. You're YouTubed up. Yeah, I am. Ask Kelly. She'll tell you. And uh, and here we are at Lake Gunnersville, and uh, you get two days of practice. Well, we had three, but the so now we're in a kayak. We're not in a bass boat. The third day, well, you get six days total, but I just came from Seminole. I had to run all the way back home, mm-hmm. drop the bass boat off, pick the kayak up, and drive all the way back to Gunnersville, 13 hours away. So uh, Friday, we had a crazy storm come through, 35 to 40 mile an hour winds, thunder, lightning. So I was like, I'm not going out in a kayak. I'm mm-hmm. just not doing it. So, yeah, so one, Wednesday was the first day of practice for me, um, and it was just completely brand new. I, I literally felt like a kid. 
you know, I'm in this kayak. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm driving this thing around on high. It goes 4.2 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm driving this kayak all over the place. And I was like, I better do some fishing. But the other thing was, too, I launched this one area. And I'm like, oh, where I want to go is three miles away. Let me tell you something. It takes you a long time to go three miles at four mile an hour. Yeah. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, to get there. I was like, damn, and you could see it in front of you, but you're like, dude, 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 just trying to get there. Yeah. You got to count for the runtime. I did. And, and, you know, that's what really made me. One of my buddies told me that that fishes this store, uh, Earl Renz. He told me, he goes, you make sure you pick a rant that's close to where you want to fish because, man, it takes forever. But I, I really didn't feel like I totally understood it. Mm-hmm. I, I've spent a lot of time in trolling motor fishing, but it's been on 50 acre lakes, not mm-hmm. Lake Gunnersville. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I really had to account, obviously, for my runtime, too. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, so your hour to get to your spot, you know, where you want to practice. Yeah. And have that go. So, in 2020, when I fished the Bassmasters Classic there, um, I found an area in pre practice. Um, I found it because of my 360, actually. Uh, there were some little ditches that ran through kind of a, a flat that had like a grass line running through it, mixture of a hydrilla, coontail, a little bit of milfoil, and eelgrass. Um, so that's a, that's the first place I went to. It's literally the same exact week as the classic we went. So I went right to that little area and the grass seemed to be a little bit different this time of year. Um, it was, it was way behind, but I ended up just fishing around and I ended up fishing a different area where I found some really solid, beautiful green grass. The water was way cleaner and I got bit instantly. So from there, I really tried to dial in on that area because now I'm in a kayak. I can't move the same way I would in the bass boat. So I dialed it in and I actually pressed the fish in practice way harder than I normally do. Cause I wanted to know what was there, mm-hmm. you know, and we had a lot going on this week too. We had a really good warming trend coming in. We had, we had some cold nights Friday leading into Saturday and Saturday nights dropped down into the thirties. So there, there was fish on the bank spawning and I, I love to catch spawning fish, but I opted not to do it because now fishing four years in elite series, I've been burned now more times than them spawning fish on the bank because of mother nature, you know, and I knew that storm was coming in Friday. I was scared of, uh, Browns. I was in Browns Creek. I was scared of Browns Creek getting muddy because in the Bassmasters classic, that's exactly what happened. And I could not catch any of them fishing the classic. So I, I already mentally prepared myself for something like that happening. And mm-hmm. it's crazy that it actually did. But the one area that I found in there stayed clean the entire time. Nice. And I, and, and I knew it would stay clean because it stayed clean in the classic and I did not fish it in the classic. Why, why did it stay clean? Was it sheltered from the current flow? Or? It is. So the current flow that, so when you get a lot of, a lot of rain in this one area, there's two feeder creeks in the very back. And when they come out, there's a big point there and it bypasses because of that point. Uh, and okay. I learned this when I was there in 2020, but I'd never applied it until this week. Right. Right. And it worked out really good. So, so it stayed clear for you. It did. So here was the deal. So I ended up now, like I said, I, I knew the area of this, of this area, but I never dialed this area in until this week. You know, every time I go back somewhere, it's always learning process every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it was, I, I knew the fish were going to be moving up. I saw some fish on the bank. The full moon was, is actually today. I think the say seventh. See either today or yesterday. Yeah. Today or seventh. yesterday. So, yeah. So I knew the full moon was coming. So I knew another wave regardless, they were going to come. So what I found was, and this is a Lake Master thing, Lake Master mapping totally knocked out of the park again for me. Lake Master contours and that thing are, are key. You know, it was some contour that would run back right into little ditches going into spawning flats. And there was four of them in a row. And I, I pulled into the very first one in practice. Uh, a quick little tip for you guys that I actually did, and I totally just figured this out on my own. So I, I have a small power pole, micro pole in the back of the kayak. 
So I would put the power pole, micro pole into the mud. I would put the trolling motor on constant because the first day I fished out of it, I caught a few fish and they literally were dragging my kayak around when I was fighting them. So I put the pole in the mud and I, I would put the, the trolling motor on two on constant and it would lock it in a spot. Yeah. So if I caught a fish, it would only pulled a hair and the trolling motor like would pull it back. It seemed like, so it was a sneaky little trick that I figured out my own, yeah. but anyway, so That'd I pulled, yeah, I pulled in the very first little ditch end and I threw up in the ditches right away on a swim jig. And I'm like, Oh boy. So then I started to see there was other ones that were doing the same thing. And every one I got to, I right away got smoked and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to happen. Nice. So, you know, that was the second day of practice. I obviously went to a different area. Um, didn't pan out. I did find some fish on the main river on a different area, but I just, I wasn't familiar as far as the layout too much. I just knew that there was a grass line I got some bites out of. So I ended up fishing the tournament in Browns. Did I think I was on the winning fish? No. And the reason why is because I feel like I've, in fishing, we all seem to guesstimate what we think is going to happen, I feel like. Right. And I've done that so many times, but I've seen so many scenarios this time of year where you had them colder trends come in, like I had in the tournament, and the fish do the opposite and end up leaving. But I, I, I feel like Gunnersville is one of them places where the fish actually get shallower when it gets cold. As weird as that is, that's just how it seemed to un, un, unfold for me. So day one of the tournament, I pull in there, and I'm swim jigging like crazy, dude. I cannot get a bite. I end up catching one, like, 15-incher. And I'm like, man, what's going on? So I, I tried to force the rattle, or the, uh, I tried to force the chatterbait bite, which is huge on gunners for this time of year. Fire crawl chatterbait. I could not get a sniff, dude. So I decided to slow down. You I have one right here somewhere. Right here. Same, oh, there same, it is. same one. Yep. Yeah, seeing red. I mean, red's a big deal down there. So I got a picture on my phone, too. I caught a three-pounder with a big old red crawfish hanging out of its throat. Nice. Um, I tried, I tried forcing it, couldn't get a bite. And um, this is like, you know, and now we're going in day one, like we're, we're in a little ways and I have no fish. I have one 15 incher. So I pick up a Sanko. I'm like, I'll, I'll just fish around super slow. That's gotta be it. it wasn't, wow. it wasn't the deal. So I never got a bite on a trap in this area in practice. I did have a trap rigged up. I only got so much tackle cause I can only bring so much. Obviously I got a rattle trap in there. Um, fire the trap out there, dude. That's all she wrote. It was game on. <laughs> but so there's a there's a lot more to it if you guys know me we talked about a lot in the show i love fishing lipless baits it's like one of my passions for sure but i learned recently that you didn't always i hated i hated it because i could never catch a fish on these things mm -hmm. we had me so too, many man. so many club tournaments over like sunset convert and rainbow year. these guys were whacking them man and i'm like how are they catching these fish because a, a rattle trap is a, is, a, is a dummy bait and i always overthunk it every mm -hmm. single time you know, I tried to force it too much. When you just got to do your thing, you know, let the bait do the work for you. That's one of them things with a, with a lipless bait. So it's a killer. It's, it's a killer. A, it, it's a great cold front scenario. Perfect. And especially because the way that I caught them was I was. So day one, like I said, I think the fish got shallower because they were in the middle of them ditches in practice. Day one of the event, these fish pushed up literally in one foot of water as shallow as heck. These weren't spawning fish. None of the ones I caught, I caught one fish the entire week or two days with a bloody tail. All the rest were pre-spawn, beautiful, brand new fish that I got up there. So I ended up winging the track, trap up there, super shallow, ripped it. Like my first rip, oof, crushes it. Ugh. And I'm like, out I, of grass. I, out, of grass. out of grass. I ripped it out of coontail. And I, I knew for some reason in my mind, I was like, this is the deal. Mm -hmm. So every, every single ditch I'd pull into for all of them four ditches, that every fish was literally right at the very tip of them ditches the first day, and I caught them all doing that. So um, I want to hop into my setup a little bit. 
so this was prior to even like having trap bites. I just, I just know because I've done it so much. Um, Pete was like, man, that's an awful long rod for, for a kayak. Yeah. And it, it is 10, 10 feet long. So sitting here at the table, it's a seven foot six. Okay. Okay. Now the reason, the reason for the seven, six is because whenever I'm in a ripping tournament where I'm ripping out of the grass, mm-hmm. I use the seven, six because it gives you the extra leverage to rip the grass and all that good stuff. Now there's something about this rod that I'm going to share with you guys. I have, I have in the basement of my house, I have, basically old rods and i have real new rods even though they're graphite these are graphite composite this rod looks like you can see it's worn really hard this rod is actually a lot softer than a brand new rod mm-hmm. because it's worn in so when i'm in them uh, tournaments when i'm doing a lot of that ripping yeah you tend to get fish to to only react to it that are biting the back of the hook or only getting one hook that's when i pull the old rods out because i feel like it has a little more give than a brand new rod so when I'm doing the rips, I, I feel like I can catch more fish because of using the older rods. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a little tip that I've done for a long, long time. I just, you know, never shared it to anybody. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have never thought of that, you know. It's, it's you got to imagine the rod's going to get a little yeah, fatigue. For it's got use. a ton of fatigue compared yeah. to a brand new one. It feels tremendously They're different. the best right before they break. Right, they are. You're right. It's like a buzz bait. <laughs> um, this is rigged on 25-pound test, fluorocarbon. I throw a 25-pound test. I throw 20 to start almost every time. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in them real shallow scenarios like I was faced with, I throw 25 to keep that bait high. Yeah. To give me plenty, same deal, give me plenty of power to rip again. You know, I'm not throwing braid, so I do have a little bit of trouble pulling a lot of the grass off. Mm-hmm. Super fast reel, 8-1 to 1. That's a big deal. So day two of the tournament, obviously, you know, you, you try to learn from your day one. You know, so I, I set back up. I'm like, I'm going to fire up in the shallows, then I'm going to catch these fish. Nope wasn't the case all them fish now for some reason it got you know it got a little bit warmer that day it was going to be 70 something that day that it get the morning was warm then fish all pulled back out to the outside tips of the ditches and the reason i figured it out was i fired out off the side of the one ditch instantly it eats it six and a half pounder dude <laughs> I, I get it up spits the trap on me i'm like oh my god that's gonna haunt me it ended up not haunting me and i don't know how i ended up winning still but you know it's, it, it was just I didn't get spun out at all. I just made a small adjustment. I was like, they're here somewhere. So I just got to figure it out how to catch them again. You know, it was the same bait, but the deal was the fish just weren't shallow today. They were on the, they repositioned themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, So many good adjustments, like accounting for the clear water. You had a little previous knowledge, which helped you there uh, adjusting to the cold front. Like, you know, and that, that's the lesson, right? You know, they're biting a swim jig. They're biting a certain style of baits yep. and you gotta, this is like the ultimate triggering it is. bait. Period. It's the ultimate triggering tool. When the bite goes South, the fish are still there, yep. but the bite goes South. Yep. It almost seemed like, so day one, I, I probably call it 10, but day two, I probably call it 30. You know, like I said, I, I really dialed it in, but a bit, a big part of it was too, like the first day of the tournament, there was probably 12 other kayaks in that area with me, No kidding. but there had to be at least 20 local bass boats. Oh wow! And I can tell you right now, I outfished every single person in there <laughs> because I because I was ripping the traps so hard mm-hmm. and getting them them fish to react to it. And nobody else was doing it. Yeah. They were throwing traps. I could see red traps flying. Yeah, yeah. But they were just you know doing a normal retrieve. You you have to sometimes mix it up and figure out how or or or, or the only way to get them to react. And that's what I that's what I've done for years, and I just already knew. You know, we did a lipless seminar this year. I would just, I'm trying to, I want to invite you guys to go check it out. You can see exactly what he's talking about. Uh, As he's talking about it here, he teaches on uh, Bashu.tv 
of how how you use it. And we're not fishing around grass, but you're still yep. ripping it and using that same motion Reaction. that triggered the strikes yep. during that shoot. Yep. You know. Yeah, a lot a lot of times, guys, if if you're on fish. Uh, you know, and you go back and you try to get in the bite and you can't get in a bite reaction is a great way. And if you're flipping and punching, it's the same thing, but opposite, you know, if you're punching through a mat, a lot of times for me, I go super heavy because I want them to react. I don't want mm-hmm. them to just be like, Oh, here it comes. Get out of the way. I wanted to come through. You throw a baseball at a bass. He can't, he can't grab it. He can only yeah. open his mouth and bite it. Yep. That's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. You know? So reaction is a, is a big, big deal, especially on fish that aren't thinking about eating or thinking about spawning. I, 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 Agreed. Yep. These are not you say using the term trap. Yep. These are what these are not rattle traps. What right. baits are these? So here's the deal, guys. Lipless traps, traps, lipless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this this bait that I actually use, I I've been using it now. I, I should say I've been using it strongly now for about uh, three quarters of a year, but it's almost two. Whereas if you want to take them and use them in the camera, you can. Um, a lot of developments going through this. So, like I said, I've been lipless fishing forever. Um, Nomad and myself uh, sat down, me and a couple of other guys too, and we, we took some baits and we, we redesigned the lipless bait. So, what we did was we just dropped the whole entire trio system. So, yeah, this one, you can see how beat up it is from crushing through them fish. <laughs> I, yes. I can cut it off if you want to take it up there, Riz. That's a beautiful color pattern. Um, that, that that part of the country, Tennessee, you know, river system red is is the deal this time of year. And this is a this is a brand that, I mean, they they're getting pounded with lipless on Gunnersville as as they should. But this is a different sound chamber, a different everything. everything. So what we did was, Riz, you good? So what we did was, guys, uh, I'll just explain the bait itself, then I get into the trio. So this is the Swim Trex Max, which is the one that I caught them on. Um, one thing that's unique about this, we have an auto-tune design. You can see that actually the line tie actually moves around and swivels. And what that does oh. is if you, if you're ripping a, a trap a lot of times on the other companies, when you rip it, they turn sideways. Yep. The, the auto-tune on this actually writes this bait instantly. And on our deeper diving crankbaits, it actually allows them to go a lot deeper than all the other crankbaits out there because it's auto-tuning all the time. Mm. It's a really cool system they have a patent on. Um, so ripping it, real important. Uh, besides that, so we, we took the line tie. Traditionally, a line tie on a, on a lipless is higher up here. We took it and we backed it up on the bait. And what that allows the bait to do, instead of running just nose down, it turns it more this way. So what that does, it actually gives you a heck of a lot more vibration. So when you reel these baits into max, not the regular swim tricks, but the max, it feels like you're throwing a big bladed chatter bait. That's how hard this thing thumps. Mm-hmm. It's, it has a tremendous amount of thump to it. Um so these baits actually are going to weigh a little bit more. So we sell this one right here in three different sizes. We have a half, a three quarters, and a one ounce. The reason why we have the more weight in the front is because when you turn that bait like this, you actually get a lot more lift out of it. So I was throwing the three quarter this week. You know, it might feel a little bit heavy in your hands, but when you throw it out there, and because it's it's pulling this way, it's going to ride higher in the water column. So that's why we have the heavier weights too. We're going to be coming out with some different sizes too. You know, some in between sizes, but right now the three sizes in that one. So the Swimtrex Max, uh, different body design. You can see it's a lot more slender than a natural. You know, most rattle traps are real thick on the top uh, and kind of concave down. This one runs all the way through to cut the water really good. The regular Swimtrex, this has been out now for a year. This is this is a good trap for 
if you are in the fall and the and the bait fish are dying. So when you stop the retrieval on this rattle on this lipless bait, it swims down to the bottom perfect every time. That's the big deal with this one. So this one's the vibe here. Feel that body, Pete. The whole but the whole body on this thing is rubber. Oh my gosh, I it, didn't expect that. Yeah, it's completely different. You're I not, just thought it had a soft plastic. Nah, the whole tail, body is. But the whole body's coated. Yep, was all plastic. Yeah. So this one right here, um, and that's silent. It's silent. So mm. this one we we're actually selling in a lot of weight. You can get this one up to I think it is an ounce and a quarter to two or to ounce and a half. And the right. reason we're doing that is because this is the vibe. So when you throw the Vertrex, which is this one out there, we also designed this one for like ledge fishing. It's a bait you can get down there. Same deal. It swims on the way down, but this one's designed to be ripped off the bottom and give you more weight. So the whole premise on the trio is to give you options when you're when you're lipless fishing. Right. right. That's that's why we did it the way we did it. But this one right here, obviously, you know, it's a killer. It gets it done. It got it done for me this week. Um, like I said, it's got two years in, in in the making. I mean, it's not like it happened overnight. Yeah. Well, to be able to have options, I mean. You- you don't think about that, you know, when it comes to lipless, but you're, man, there's just so many different yep. applications, whether you're fishing grass, whether you're fishing that two foot zone or trying to get that, those baits down, like the four foot zone is like the, seems to be the the bottoming out spot yep. for most lipless, yep. but you got to fish, you got to get down below that sometimes. Yep. Yep. So you need, you need some versatility. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to take this, uh, Vertrex and we're actually going to make a real big version of this for super deep fishing. For okay. ledge, ledge fishing, just to give the yeah. fish a different look, because that's a big thing nowadays. That's well. It, is this going to have like the GDP uh, the, the, insignia on it? Now? No, this. So this one's not. <laughs> um, but I do have. I have a. I have a, a flipping jig coming out. I have a swim jig coming out, and the, the swim jig I was throwing this week was my swim jig actually. Awesome. In, in, yeah, in practice. Um, and I also have. I got something else coming out. I can't tell you guys about, but it's going to be really neat. It's going to save you guys a ton of money, actually, in the long run. Come on, spill the beans a little bit. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's 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 it's, it's gear. It's geared towards a swim bait. So if you Come know on, me, maybe you got it. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's great. Well, man, you you know you have these designs coming out, yep. and uh, you know it, it couldn't be more perfect timing to yep. get this W. Yep. You know. Yep. That's that's terrific. So now, what what happens now? Like uh, you're gonna fish the rest of the trail. Uh, what else are you fishing? Yeah. So uh, the way the the kayak thing is, so there's five tournaments this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for AOI, you have to fish three of the five to be an AOI. Now, if you finish one through fifth in any of the events, you automatically qualify for championship. So I already qualify for championship. Nice. Which I think pays fifty to hundred grand. It's a ton of money. Wow. But the only issue with that is not that it's an issue, but they have their championship the exact same time as the Bassmasters Classic on a different body of water in the same region, same uh, okay. area. So you know if if That's I don't right, yeah, because the weigh-ins happen at the same time, right before the classic. Yes, yep. I remember that from last year. Yeah, but it's kind of good too because I mean if I don't qualify for the classic, I got something to fall back on yeah you know try to win some more money yes well man that's you've already qualified for it so that's pretty awesome yep. any anybody's order that are cool and yeah so we have up? yeah we have uh hartwell next okay that's gonna be right before nice. lake murray say hi yeah. to jeff yeah <laughs> right yeah right exactly hey jeff i'm gonna stay at your house buddy I'm just kidding. um we have hartwell uh then i think it goes to possum kingdom which is in texas i'm probably gonna skip that one it's the same time as sabine actually um then we have Lacrosse, Wisconsin, where we were last year. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. that's a fun kayak place. And then I we would think, yeah, yeah. no, it's gonna be cool. Yeah. And then we end on the Susquehanna River. 
What? Yep. Up by Harrisburg. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. So game on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some intel for that part. Of I the, do. The I do. And I, I fished there quite a few times. I'm like George. <laughs> yeah. yep. yep. The boys from Susquehanna. Shout out to Susquehanna Fish and Tackle. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, guys. These are available too at sfttackle.com. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now these are. What's the brand on this again? Nomad Design. Nomad Design, and they're called. Uh, so, so we have swim tracks. We have the regular swim tracks, which is the following one that swims. Mm-hmm. We have the swim tracks max is the one that I just won on. This one's my favorite one, and then we have the vertrex, which is the soft body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Well, man, it, great. Like you said, you uh, go check out Bashu, uh, Greg on Bashu TV. Uh, what's the title of his seminar, Rich? Do you it remember? was. Uh... Lipless that, crankbait that's like early early fall lipless yeah, early we, fall lipless yep. yeah because yep. we geared it more towards lipless fishing before everybody else does it right because yep. i do it real early because a lot of times the fish will yeah. get up on shad that's right before you even think they are on shad. some amazing time just search greg de palma yep. on uh and you'll find all of his stuff one of the the best the, the awesome ones was top waters for spawning fish i'm like okay well we'll teach <laughs> about this but there's no way we're going to get any bites and they just lit it up they did yep. they, 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 they lit did. it up for us so. there's there's a lot of stuff that we do in fishing that you know if you're new to bass fishing you know a lot of the stuff you read a lot of stuff's really geared towards you know water temp time of the year but there's so many times outside of all that where you can apply all this stuff and be on a better bite than you would think it should be or anybody else would be doing that's that's why bass university yep. that's why we share this stuff with you guys and i appreciate you sharing that and it's priceless and uh, we have a, a great uh seminar uh lipless 365 uh that was dropped and lipless for life uh just it's such an important tool that so often we pick it up uh, you know in the spring and then we put it down but uh yep. as you showed in the fall and uh other guys do it's it's a year-round bait it is so Man, it's awesome. Uh, man, congratulations again on your win. Thank you. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great that we, you know, yeah, I know you drove. You didn't get in until late last night. Mm. So uh, it's really cool that you were able to be here. And uh, thanks for that. Yeah, not, I love you guys. So and whatever I can do. I pre- I, I'm, I'm checking out your logo on your hat. Is that new? James Riley, man. Is that right? Oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shout out to James. Shout out to That's James. Right. He's, yep. he's got all the logos going. I like it. He does. Yeah, it looks it's sharp. Good. Yeah, thank you. Look sharp um we we have some we have a like and share if you're watching on social like and share the feed last chance we're going to be giving away some cool prizes for that and uh we also have a trivia question yep uh riz are you ready to go with that i thought you were delivering that uh, one i i <laughs> remember, created that one i remember picking it but i don't remember uh <laughs> um, now, now you now you put me under pressure i believe it was the find it. the three anglers that have qualified for more championships than larry nixon nope that was not it. That is not it. Okay, guys, that was not the trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. You're close, but okay. that's not it. As I, as I try Small. to hunt this down, um, there we got to do it on my on my. We should my laptop. We should guess on that one, Riz. That's, that's yeah. a well, good question. I mean, I do have a like and share winner. Okay, our like and share winner is Archie Lee. Archie. All right. Archie. Archie Lee. I like that name. Congratulations. Thanks for So when are we show. having the surprise guests of your son come join us? <laughs> Whenever you guys want to come. <laughs> Bring him in. He just got his little jersey the other day. It's so cute. Oh, oh, nice. Wow. He's got a jersey. Oh, yeah. I That's, love that. That yep. is so awesome. Yeah, it's so cute. Jocelyn, give some shout outs to the people that have been hanging around 
hanging out with us. Surely. The mm-hmm. I Am Boys. Well, I do want to give a shout out to Nick Mayberry because he thought that the show was over and I was like, stay, stay. There's still more to come. And he's like, yeah, I, I'll get back to work whenever. So he's <laughs> been watching while working. Oh, yeah. So shout out to Nick. Sticking with us. G-Ring, Frogman, Frog SBB, Mr. Higgs. I, lo- I always see your name, Mr. Higgs, and I'm really happy that you're always watching. <laughs> uh, BKG. Howie Range. Howie Range. We love I Howie. I saw a couple new names pop up on there today, too. I lo- love seeing that. love seeing the new subscribers jumping on the show yep. with us right away. You know, Appreciate cool. appreciate you guys. And we have the Seeing Red promotion. By the way, yeah. if you're not signed up, go do it now. It's a great time. And I found, I found our trivia question. Uh, which you were very close, Rich. Okay. But uh, other than Larry Nick, nope. Yeah. What are <laughs> the only three anglers to qualify for more Bassmaster Classics? Oh, uh, okay. So specific than Larry class. Nixon. Yeah. Uh, we we need all three. Three anglers that have qualified for more Bassmaster Classics than Larry Nixon, and uh, I think Larry has been to twenty twenty five. Uh, Bassmaster Classic qualifiers. Let me read you some of these stats. 13-time Bass winner, four-time FLW winner, 17-time Forest Wood Qua- Cup qualifier. Wow. Uh, Is that it? He's got a Bassmaster AOI in 1980 and 82. First millionaire in fishing. Um, he's in the ESPN's Great Angler Debate. He was sixth of the greatest of all time. Mm. And uh, he's in the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame and the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just has won everything, including four megabucks. I wonder when uh, he was Millionaire Club. Like, what year was it? Because back then, did it? I don't know if they won as much money back then. So that, they that's, didn't. That, well, that, see, that speaks it was, for a lot. It was through the megabucks when he did it. and uh, That was when? 80s, 90s? I think that was in the 90s, but I'm, I'm trying to look for that. Uh, 1992. Wow. Thank you, Ken Duke. I, whatever wow. question you have, it's here. In, that in, tells in how good Ken's he is. Sure, that yeah. tells how good he is. Like that, that's impressive. Hitting yeah. a million bucks. Wow. It was like because uh, he won four in a row. Like it was just un- once they came out with that format, he loved it, huh? Like just suited his huh. fishing style. Mm. Uh, no matter where they went, uh, he got it done. Did you get a winner already? He did, yes, you're, the you're winner was Nate plus Croy. Coy. Nate Coy. Oh, awesome. Coy. And Nate. the answer is the three. Can I guess? You know, yes. KVD. Correct. Um, Rick Klein. Correct. I'm going to go Gary Klein. You got Nate. that. Did I? What? Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, Gary Klein was, uh, was the sleeper, but not really. I mean, he's he's uh, he's been there so many times, just one of the greatest of all time, also in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, great Greg, stuff. I have a question for you. So you last got? show we talked about superstitions. Do you have any superstitions uh-huh. that you go through? I mean, I, I always say no, but I probably do. I mean, have you ever had a you're just organized rock? enough <laughs> that they're not really superstitions because they always occur. You're probably right, Riz. Well, I was reading the Bass Blaster, mm-hmm. and um, it was really funny because 
Hank Parker was talking about one of his friends, Paul is incredibly superstitious and the number 13 freaks him out. Paul so on Elias. the night before the final day of the 1982 Bassmaster Classic, Paul was in second place and he wrote the number 13 under oh, the bill of his fishing cap and he went out the next day and he won the tournament and it just showed him that <laughs> the, the superstitious was not real. <laughs> <Wow>. but <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. And we talked about how Rich had a pebble or a rock. So or... Pedro's rock. <laughs> I got, Pedro's I got rock. one of Seth's dad's lucky rocks. Oh, yeah. I got certain, like last year, It was there was a certain breakfast I had to eat. I had to eat three scrambled eggs, a piece of white toast. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if, if you're on like a, you're on a, like a, a run and you're winning and you're doing something like that, yeah. I mean, hell, I'd do it too. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Why yeah. change? Yeah, exactly. Got fried got chickens in a cook. Got a new lucky rock. That's right. Actually, this weekend. I right. was in Colorado. So I said, bring me back a new, another lucky rock <laughs> for this year. So we got a new one. We'll, His we'll boat's going to start weighing down. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Full of rocks. So I, yeah. I, when we were in Hawaii last year for honeymoon, yeah. I got this little tiny, like, like toka guy. Yeah. Like a little, he was like a rock toka guy. And they always say, never take the stones off of Hawaii, but he's made out of like the rock from Hawaii. Yeah. I literally was going to put that in my boat. And I walked out of my house and I slipped off my steps and fell. I walked right back inside and put that thing back. Bye, in the <laughs> Goodbye. True story. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Okay. They can be bad too. Yeah. Right? right. Yep. Think about that. Yep. I was just, I was just straightening and organizing and I found a, I have Jake rock that he, uh, yeah. he got for me. We were at great wolf lodge in Pennsylvania and he grabbed a rock and he said, it was in winter time. He said, dad, put this in the boat. You're going to, you're going to win tournaments. If you have this rock in your boat, that's cool. So. I, I had one. See, I've, I've had experiences that like make me into the superstitious person <laughs> or whatever. But up at Lake Saratoga a few years ago, it was the first boat I ever, well, first first tournament I ever fished out of my old Triton, and uh, first time having a re like real bass boat, the whole deal. And there was a quarter on the back deck of my boat um, that was heads up, and I noticed it during practice, and I was like. It's a heads up quarter. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to let it ride. Right. And, um, I'm, I'm going through the term, having a, having a good time when I'm working my up and that, that lake you, if you catch 12, 13 pounds in the fall, you're, you're doing pretty good. And I have sitting at like nine pounds, 10 pounds. I hadn't lost a fish all day. I was crankbait fishing in the grass and every fish was coming in the boat. And then I looked back and realized that that quarter was gone. <laughs> Next cast. <laughs> cool. Got another one. It's like a four pounder. Would have put me over the throws the crankbait. I'm like, uh -huh. it was the quarter. It was the quarter. It had to be. I, I lost the quarter and I lost the next bit. So it had to be the quarter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we we all have to have good luck charms uh moving forward this year. I got Jake working on my next one already. There you go. I don't know I like what it's gonna be. That's cool. You know. Do you have any good luck nope. charms, Josh? Nope. Nothing? No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. Not just gotta start fishing. That's, that's why you I know I gotta start fishing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well. That's why you wake up every day like all women do in different moods. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Maybe I need a mood ring. <laughs> right. That'll uh, be my I, I love that comment from Mr. Nixon. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks so much for watching. Uh, like I said, we're gonna be at the classic. Come by and see us. We got something cool for all of our Bash U subscribers. And if you haven't got signed up, take advantage of our seeing red promotion, and we will see you next week another edition of Bash You Live. Have a great day, everybody.